Welcome to the Miss Manual Podcast, home to viewing a female's perspective in the automotive, motorsport, and blue-collar industries. Today, I'll be your host, Miss Red from Miss Red's Wrenching. You can find me on Instagram, YouTube, and Snapchat. And today, we'll be talking about diversity with... Hi! <laughs> yes, Miss Turbo Glam. Um, hi, I'm Madison. You can find me at TurboGlam on Instagram, YouTube, Snapchat, and Twitter. And I am a Nissan technician. Yes. Today we're talking about adversity because, you know, we all have gone through something and sometimes this isn't the easiest industry for females, but rather than sticking to what we've been through, Today we're going to talk about solutions and we're going to be using the replies that we got from our Facebook group as well as the replies that I got on my story so that we can give as many strategies as we can so that maybe anyone listening can find a strategy that works for them because just because it works for me just because it works for Madison doesn't mean it's going to work for you so we're going to go into that but to start with um I just wanted to, the reason I brought Turbo <laughs> Glam here is because um, she herself has gone through some, I can't talk today, gone through some adversity. So if you want, maybe um, let's start with that. So Madison, you go ahead and let, tell us and tell the people how you're dealing with your adversity. Um, I've just gone through a lot of struggles with people I guess, believing in me um, and having to prove people that I am where I'm supposed to be. And it's, it can just be really difficult because sometimes when no one around you believes in you, you start falling into this pattern of like second guessing yourself. And then you start thinking like, maybe, Maybe all these people are right. Maybe I shouldn't be doing this. And maybe I should be doing something else. And it's just, it's really hard to find the strength in yourself to tell yourself things louder than people around you are saying. Thank you. So what have you been doing then to get back? Um... To be honest, I have found a lot of strength in Instagram and just talking with people that are going through similar situations. It makes me realize that I'm not the only one that's going through this. And it helps me gain strength in the fact that there are people like me out there and I can't let all of these little negative comments these like added this attitude that I can't do it because of what I look like or how I talk or how I hold myself I just have to find strength in myself to believe that I can do this in the fact that I know I've been to school and I know I learned so much in school and even when people act like school was nothing I have to remember that I have come such a long way and things that I'm doing now I would never have thought that I would be doing even just two years ago and I have to just remember who I am Mm -hmm. that's really good that's really good because like you know, 
one thing that my dad used to say that I really liked was like, consider the source. Like, yeah, somebody might be saying something, but what kind of, like, what kind of credibility do they have in what they're saying? You know, like, do they know what they're really talking about? Do they have any place in saying it? Like, are they credible at, in, in any way? Because <laughs> if they're not, then, you know, like you said, it's like coming back to yourself, centering yourself, going, this is me, regardless of what people are saying. Because you never know what people's motives are for saying what they're saying. Exactly. You know? Yeah. And it's, mm-hmm. it's really hard to, like, filter out some of the things that are, like, criticism to help you grow and things that are just really petty comments and negative attitudes that have nothing to do with you. They're just on it. And it's horrible to say, but they're just people trying to tear you down and test what you're made of for no other reason other than the fact that they are insecure within themselves and they just want to find the weakest link and try and pick on that. Mm-hmm. Very true. Very true. And you know, because like, you just can't let what people say go to that. You know, like if someone comes up to you and they give you like factual things like, hey, you broke this, do it this way next time. That's one thing. Exactly. But if they just come up to you and they're like, you don't belong. And you're like, well, why? And they have no other reason than to describe some little things about you. It, it doesn't matter, you know? So good. I like that. I like that strategy. So you're still at the place. You're still at Nissan where you've been experiencing some adversity. How are you handling that? So I am still at Nissan because I really like Nissan, the brand. It makes being a mechanic exciting, in my opinion. And I feel like I can be working on a bunch of different things at different times. And that's what keeps me going because I don't feel like I just get stuck in this routine of doing the same thing over and over and over. Sometimes I can be working on a leaf. Sometimes I can be working on a Titan and it just switches things up and keeps keeps your mind fresh and like reminds you that there are many different systems in automotive and I love it. <laughs> I love being That's- able to like learn a bunch of different things and like not just be focused on just one thing. Mm-hmm. Well, that's good. So pretty much your strategy is you come back to yourself, you recenter yourself when you get these negative comments and you remember why you are where you are and you remind yourself why you are where you are and where you want to be and that you keep your focus on that. You don't keep your focus on what people are saying. Yeah, totally. Because sometimes it's like, what else do you have, you know? (laughs) You have to just remind yourself why you're there and give yourself a filter to, like, all the things that people have to say. Mm -hmm. Very good. I know my strategy is slightly different. It's just, you know, for me, um, and I'm also, I guess for me, I'm also just an extremely assertive person, almost to a fault. So it's like, I know the first place I worked at, you know, I went through my stuff. Um, I'm not going to really talk too much about that just because I know that that was in my original podcast that I did. But, you know, if you guys want to listen to that, you can. Um, But either way, 
for me, and if you are a naturally assertive person, you probably aren't even going to need to hear this, but, you know, because you're probably already doing it. But, you know, take that and use that to your advantage. Because, you know, when I went through what I went through, I pretty much just said, you know, well, I'm not here to do that. You know, they were trying to put me in a position that I was not hired in for. And they didn't give me what I wanted. And I left. Um, and for the better, though, I ended up going to the current Honda dealer that I'm at now um, after going through a different shop. Um, and they, again, didn't give me what I wanted. So I just kept moving until I found a place that gave me what I needed. And so if you're out there and, you know, you're nervous, you know, you're like, should I stay or should I go? Go with your gut. You know, you do not be afraid to move if you have the availability to. Do not be afraid to go to a different shop if you have to because you never know there's you know there are so many good places out there and there's some bad ones so you just have to pick and choose and figure out which one is going to give you what you need and don't be afraid to pick up and move and you know focus on yourself focus on what do I need where am I going to get that and that's where I kind of go through my thing and if people say anything smart to me I'm the kind of person where I'm just going to call them right out on it right there on the spot put them right back in their place you know I, I will talk crap and put anybody in their place like even some of my managers in the past have tried to like say certain things and I'll just call them out right there and some of them are so surprised and I'm just like, well, you know, I give everyone the same thing. I don't care if you're my boss. If you're going to give me that kind of energy, I'm going to give it right back to you. And I'm not concerned about who you are because I can find a different job anywhere else. And I chose to work here. You didn't force me to work here. So I don't have to put up with your crap, you know? So that's kind of where I come from on it. But enough about us. Let's go to the Facebook page. Yes. So first one, Madison, we are going to talk about Miss Madeline Matthews. So her strategy is my best strategy is to not let it get the best of you. When I start to become frustrated, I give myself a break to get a snack or run around with the dog for a few minutes to clear my mind. She gave an example, says just two days ago, I had my gauge cluster out and I was trying to get into the motors for the needles to fix them. I became very frustrated that I could not open the plastic clips to get into the motors housing. After almost breaking one open, I took a break, made some spaghetti and went back to work. And in less than a minute, I had it open with zero fight or frustration. It is such a simple strategy, but it definitely works for me. That's, I think that's a great strategy. Yeah, it's so important to take a breather sometimes. Because sometimes you just have to step back and approach a situation from a different angle, especially in automotive. Like, there are so many different ways of fixing things. You ask any technician in a shop and they will probably have a different strategy for fixing one thing altogether. Like, everyone has a different way of doing things. And it's important to be able to recognize when you are hitting a wall and step back and try and come at it in a different direction. Mm -hmm. And I love the whole fact of giving yourself a breather. Cause like I've had to do that. Like I don't smoke anymore, but sometimes I'll go out and I'll just join the guys for like five or 10 minutes if I have to. And I'll just sit down, have a funny conversation, de-stress for a second and, or listen to some music and then come back. And you kind of, because sometimes when you get frustrated like that, you're not really thinking as clearly as you could be. Exactly. You're, not, you're not noticing things like you could be. So great strategy, Madeline. I love it. 
And and food is such a good. I love how she says that she makes some spaghetti, and then she like was able to <laughs> approach it totally differently. You're like stimulating your mind and your body in a different way to like give yourself a break, and that's so important. I keep candy in my toolbox. I keep lollipops. I keep peanuts so that I can like munch on something and like help my brain like work a little bit differently, and so then I can. Think about what to do. <clears throat> Excuse me. Think about what to do next. Right. Like um, I love that because like the ladies in the office, they're super awesome, and we kind of have like this little jar where everyone puts money in, and then they go out and they buy snacks with the money, and then any- anyone can come in and eat the snacks. And so if I find myself stressed, like I'll just go to where we have like the free pop. I'll get myself a little bit of pop. And then I'll go and I'll get some candy or some snacks. And because the dealer is so big, like that usually will take me like five or six minutes sometimes just to walk there and back. So that walk, getting some snacks, come back. I'm like, okay, cool. Yeah, it's so nice. (laughs) Get some sugar in your body. Give yourself a breather. And then you got this. Heck yes. So next we have Athena Hinkle. Instathena! I love her. Okay. So, (laughs) she says, To me, adversity is something you will always have no matter who you are or what you do. How you handle it creates your character, makes you well-rounded. So many times we see it as a negative, but adversity is how we grow as a person. My advice is take a big step back, look at the bigger picture, play different scenarios in your head, and think of the consequences or results each would have. There's really no right or wrong answer to how of how to handle adversity. How you handle it is who you are. Don't overthink things. Stick with the facts and be prepared Be prepared for what could happen next. It's like people who see a glass half empty or half full. Try to stay positive and understand that adversity is inevitable. For an example of adversity I've faced was, let's face it, I'm not as strong as most men. I'm 5'4 and 120 pounds. And in welding, you have to pick up some pretty heavy stuff. I could have asked to get moved to another position that was less strenuous but I was too stubborn for that and didn't want to be labeled as weak. I ended up making a jig with scrap parts so I could basically slide the part to the next station. Ended up winning a gift card from our safety department which was cool and even after I was relocated to another position the guys after me continued using my jig. (laughs) Oh my gosh. Here's things there's things we can't change, but you can do pretty awesome stuff when you think outside the box. I love this. I love so, that. And she's so right because you cannot avoid adversity. It's and like, have you ever heard of the lobster um, analogy? No. I love it. What is it? Lobster analogy is that crustaceans, right? So they have to shed their shell in order to grow. And so when a lobster needs to grow, his body is too big for his shell and it gets really tight and uncomfortable just like stress makes us uncomfortable but it's a point of growth if we can look at it positively and so just like the lobster if we don't just you know lay there and die don't just lay there and let this you know the stress take you away if you can sit there work through the stress you'll become stronger bigger and better just like the lobster who has to do so much work to get out of his shell which is not comfortable and then he can get bigger and have a bigger, better shelf and be bigger and stronger. Oh, I love that. It's I thought so, it was so cool. Like, yeah, that's so awesome. It's so important to be positive about things because when you like start to get into the habit of just looking at things negatively, then things become harder. 
life starts to suck. <laughs> like mm-hmm. you have to find the strength in yourself to look at situations with positivity. And I love how she said that she approached the situation differently, built something to help her get through the fact that she's not as strong. And now people are using what she made. That is so awesome. I love that. It's important to like realize that sometimes the way that things are done by other people isn't always the way that works for you. And that's okay. It's totally okay. Exactly. (laughs) And see, and that's why we're doing this podcast. The very thing is because, you know, what might work for you, Madison, might not work for you know, another person, what works for me and I might not work for you and all those things. And that's why you kind of, you know, when people ever ask me what they should do, I kind of tell them, you know, you have to think about what's good for you. I don't like just telling people do what I do. No, because that might not work for you. And so it's like, you gotta really come into yourself and think what's good for me. And like Athena said, look at your options, keep it factual, keep it mental do not let your emotions take you away try and stay logical with it think what what am i doing how do i what are my options for doing it what are the materials and things that i have at my disposal to get through it and what can i do with what i have don't think about oh what would so and so do what would so and so do i mean you might be able to use that as like a way to get to a certain point but to truly be able to get through something and, you know, move past that, it, it's really good to kind of come to yourself and think what's good for me. Yes, exactly. Sometimes I know that this is, <laughs> this might sound crazy, but sometimes I think, what would Naomi Campbell do? <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> because I'm like, she, what would Rihanna do? Yeah. Naomi Campbell is such a queen and she got through so much adversity in her in her specific career choice and I and she's still like the queen of the modeling world and I just think like what would Naomi Campbell have done in this situation (laughs) because Mm -hmm. I need to like channel that energy of just pure like inner strength because I know I have the tools to get this done whether it be mental or physical tools, and I got this. Mm-hmm. Hell yeah. Of mindset. That brings us to our next comment. So, Samantha Valerie Hakala. I'm so sorry. I'm trying to say that properly. If I didn't, I'd, I'm sorry. <laughs> but she says, mindset is everything in caps, and people will treat you the way you condition them to treat you. That's so freaking true. Mm-hmm. If you come in, work in a negative headspace people won't want to be around you or will be just as negative as you if you come in and act like or make yourself the victim because you're a woman etc people will treat you like the victim and never respect you work your butt off and show where you have skills and ask and learn and grow where you don't there are sexist assholes and there are just plain assholes deal with them with a smile and move on you can only take space in your life if you allow them to oh my god they can only take space i love that It is so true because, and it makes you feel better too, like walking around with a positive attitude and smiling about things. It seriously does make you feel better. Mm-hmm. And like, I like where she says not 
to play the victim because in I think that's why you know that's why we have we're doing this podcast is we want to talk about solutions because you know it's good to identify the things that you've been through so that you can accept it you can learn from it and you can move past it but that's that end point moving past it not staying in that victim narrative not staying in that victim mindset because you know if you think you're a victim to everything you know if you do something wrong and somebody corrects you and you're in that victim mindset you're going to think oh it's because I'm a woman it's like no maybe you just did it incorrectly you know and then if you think oh well they're just being mean to me to be mean to me then you're not going to be able to learn from the situation because you're going to think it's their problem not your problem exactly exactly and like they i like where she says also and people will treat you the way you condition them to treat you it's so true because like if you allow people to walk all over you or if you allow people to treat you like crap then that's how they're going to treat you you know you if somebody does something that you don't like tell them draw your boundaries you know i like how my dad you know like when i was in high school and i was going through a bad relationship you know he's like you choose how you want to be treated mhm you know because you're not a slave to anybody you're not attached to anybody they don't have to be in your life and if you're allowing them to be there and you're allowing them to treat you the way that you're allowing them to you know there is a responsibility within yourself that you're letting it happen you know yeah so wonderful oh my goodness you really have to like be assertive in the sense that like you have to make people realize that you are going to treat people well and then they start to want to treat you well too it's mm-hmm. it's crazy how it works but it really mm-hmm. is facts when you start treating people around you with positivity and happiness and kindness people start realizing that they want to do that too right because they see how it makes you feel they start to wonder why is this girl so excited about doing a CBT you know but you have to re- like also help people realize too because some people in your shop might be stuck in this negative really awful cycle where they just always are looking at things in a bad way and it makes you slow it makes you hate your job <laughs> It's just not a good mindset at all and once you start to show that you can be positive about things, people will want to be positive towards you and towards your job. Right. I love that you said that cuz like when I was an apprentice and I first started my apprenticeship, I was I you know, I love, you know, I'm a very passionate person. So any new job I got, I'd be like, "Whoop, whoop, we got this." You know, I'd be so excited. And I'm kind of a loud person, so I was probably a lot louder than I thought I was. And my lead tech who is like training me, he's like, "Why do you get so excited?" He's like, "Geez, stop doing that." But I kept doing it cuz I'm like, "Dude, screw you. I'm going to be excited. You're not going." I looked at him, I said, "Don't shit on my parade." Yeah. <laughs> and he just laughed. Like, "I'm going to be happy regardless." I said, "You might not be happy about this tranny, but I am." So, and then exactly. we started working. And literally within 2 weeks we got a new job and he looked at me and goes whoop whoop we're doing an engine i was like whoop whoop <laughs> and he like started to get excited with me and like shared that energy with me you know so it you know if you bring in that and you don't let other people extinguish your flame maybe you'll help them to ignite theirs yes happiness is contagious yes it is so is respect like oh, yeah. i'm the kind of person 
where if you know someone comes in i don't care who you are i give everyone a default level of just genuine respect now if you are rude to me i'm going to give it right back to you because to me why should i respect you if you're not going to give me that in return and you know i've had guys in the shop that were cool and then they start being a dick to me i give it right back and then they'll kind of tentatively start being nice to me so then i'll be nice back to them and they start to realize like oh, okay like she doesn't hate me or she's not a you know she's not a bitch or an asshole she's just i can't fuck with her i cannot use my my words my anger anything to try and manipulate her to do this or do that you know if i respect her she'll respect me and it's you know it's it's been working for me so <laughs> i kind of approach that in a different way when people give me bad attitudes or don't give me respect i try even though <laughs> this this definitely probably like won't work for everyone but i try my hardest to be nice to that person and be even more respectful and like a little bit in their face about like how was your weekend you know like <laughs> giving them just like that um genuine who the who you are no matter what even if they're disrespecting you it makes me feel sad when i feel like i have to like kind of avoid someone in the shop so i don't i <laughs> i just approach it with my same kindness that i give to everyone and sometimes it starts to change that person's attitude towards me and then they start respecting me and it's crazy how that works and sometimes it sucks giving energy to someone who just loves to disrespect you in the most like blaringly obvious ways ever but when they are put in this corner where you're just being nice 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 they find that they like their shitty attitude and them like being a jerk to you isn't going anywhere and so they just don't anymore <laughs> that's a really good strategy that is like i'm and see that's just shows like both strategies are just as viable it just depends on who you are cuz like for me i like it bothers me to be nice to people i don't like cuz then i feel like i'm being disingenuous and then i feel like i'm also wasting my time going out of my way to like act like i actually care about somebody that i just cannot even be around <laughs> so you know it's just differences and that's totally fine so you know and i love that you said that because it shows that you can kill them with kindness you can give them the same energy there are so many strategies and what works best for you you know that's why you again you have to come back to you and figure out what works best so i love that that's that's a really good strategy totally all right so then we got caitlin bringhurst she says my strategy is to use my voice and stick up for what i believe in believe is right if it gets me fired it's not the right job for me so far that hasn't happened though <laughs> that's me i get that yes <laughs> <laughs> yes so it's like cuz how do i describe it it's like for me and like my boyfriend is kind of he uses more of your strategies so sometimes when i tell him how i go through things he's kind of like he doesn't understand and it's like mm-hmm. for me i just i have this just i don't know it's like if i just don't say what's on my mind it almost eats away at me like if i have to try and do a fake smile or do anything like that it actually like it 
it causes stress for me <laughs> when I have to be fake. It causes stress when I have to like keep my mouth shut because I just have so much. It's weird. It's like if something happens and I feel the need to speak up, it's it's like this like eruption that I either have to keep on hold and it just bubbles and simmers and boils. And so it's like for me and my strategy is just easier to just let it come out. And I've found ways to be, you know, not just go psycho. You know, you can say things and be assertive in a respectful way, and you can get your point across without cussing people out and doing it that way.、Um, And so, yeah, you know that's that's a great strategy. If you're assertive, take advantage of it. If you're, you know, if you don't, if you want to kill him with kindness, like Madison, that's a great, fabulous strategy. You know, it works great. Yeah, because seriously, kudos to you guys who are able to use your voice like that. I, I couldn't. <laughs> Honestly, sometimes I just feel so overwhelmed with all the things I want to say, and it just comes out in not what I want to say. So instead, I just try and prove who I am with my actions, and sometimes that can take so long. So I wish that I could just speak my mind in a cohesive manner, but I just am not there yet. Hey, babe, totally fine. Like, kind of a tiny tangent, but something that has helped me understand different people's mentalities. It's called the Enneagram. It's based in Eastern philosophy. It's been around for a long, long time,、um, and it pretty much just talks about how everyone is hardwired a certain way, and how we're all born with a certain Base personality, and then depending on the environment that we grow up in, it helps to mold us into our personalities that we have, and that each of us come from a different strategy for survival. And so, depending on whatever adversity we faced in life, it kind of starts to mold us into how we deal with adversity. And so, like for people like me, like it's very easy; it's natural to be assertive. You know, it just that's just how I am. You know, and then there's people that. Might not be as so assertive like you, and that's again, that's totally fine because to a certain extent, that just might be how you're hardwired, you know. Yeah, I like that because then it makes me feel like less bad about myself not being able to put my feelings into words all the time. Hey, you know, like don't feel bad about that. Like sometimes I, you know, because like for me, sometimes I feel like I'm like man. You know, after I say what I say, especially when I was younger, I would like it's almost like a figurative decimation and total catastrophic destruction of my entire environment because I decided to just let loose on somebody. And sometimes I was like, maybe I should have just not done anything. <laughs> you know, maybe I shouldn't have done that. You know, but it's we live and we learn and. You know that's why you just kind of have to again come back to yourself, figure out what your best strategy is, and you know don't feel ever feel bad about like if there's just something that just that's just part of you. You know that's where it comes to loving yourself and figuring out who you are and that kind of stuff. So don't ever feel bad about that. Aw, thanks, girl. I needed to hear that honestly. Because <laughs> there's advantages in what you do. You know, there's advantages in your strategy that you know I don't have in my playbook, and so that's why you kind of. I think you made a post. I think it was you. I can't remember, so I apologize if it wasn't. But it's like you need to play the cards that you have instead of worrying about what is in everyone else's hand. You know, deal with and make the best of your hand. 
in the game of life. Yeah. So that's so important. Mm-hmm. Okay, so now we're going to move to the Instagram replies on my story. So we're going to start with Eli Shabenton. He says, I always take adversity head on and challenge the people who think they have a right to treat to treat me poorly. And then his other one, because he had two. And then he also said, I know this is for the ladies, but as a young guy in a shot full of old men who look down, who look down on me for that. You know, and you know, this, this podcast, yes, we do show a woman's perspective, but this isn't just, you know, any guy that's listening to this, you guys can use this just as much. Cause you know, just because we're women, the only difference is the gender and some of the stigmas that each of us, both men and women have to deal with in life. And sometimes they overlap. So if you find strategies in these, these aren't just for women. These are for anybody. These are for people. These are for people going through stuff like this. You know, yes, we do come from the female's perspective, but males can use it too, because we're all human. We're all in this world on this rock floating in space, trying to get through our shit together. So it's not just for the totally. And I feel like there's this like attitude that you have to be a certain kind of guy to work in a shop and a lot of guys don't fit that mold and so they commonly are felt like they don't belong and it's important to remember who you are and not let that get to you exactly exactly so you know if you're a dude out there and you feel like you're not the big giant macho man that is typically stereotypically depicted you know, just remember that if this is something you want, just like the ladies and everything that we're going through and everything that we're doing and the shit that we're doing to get to where we got to go, you can take those too. You know, you can use our strategies too. And, you know, just like what we go through, you don't have to deal with it either. And you can, you know, live your life for you. Yes. And sometimes, you know, automotive is changing. It really is. And sometimes those old geezers in the shop have a a totally outdated way of diagnosis or looking at things and you just need to remember that you have strengths that they don't have and you got to find them and you got to play on them all the time exactly like we all have strengths we all have weaknesses so it's like if you feel like oh you know I don't have any strengths it's probably because you're comparing yourself to somebody that's not like you in any way so you need to try and you know realize we all think a little differently we all operate a little differently but we all have strengths we all have weaknesses and you have to do that self-exploration in yourself to figure out what do i have to offer what are my strengths and if you have weaknesses that you don't like you know change them that's again that's going back to that victim narrative and not staying in that mindset because we all have weaknesses but you know if you just stick in that mentality and that mental progression and you get stuck where you are like okay I'm a victim or I'm weak or I naturally have this personality trait that I don't like it's like okay well the next step in that is you can either accept it and leave it or you can do things to cognitively and consciously move past it or fix it in whatever way that you feel you need to my kittens keep eating my headphones girls stop (laughs) (laughs) Oh my gosh. Aww. 
the cuteness. I know my heart. Oh. <laughs> but yes, agreed. Agreed. So next we have Foolish Ambassador, I believe. And it says counseling, working out, and a sense of humor. Those are good strategies. Those are good strategies. Because, you know, counseling... A sense of humor is so important. Oh, my God. <laughs> Sometimes you just have to laugh at yourself. Oh, my God. Yeah, dude. Like, seriously. <laughs> <laughs> and it feels good, too, when you can kind of... Because it's, it's, it takes, like, the stress away of whatever you're mad at yourself for. You're like, well... <laughs> Like, uh, that's like usually where I get when like I've made a big mistake or I've messed something up or something. I just start laughing. <laughs> yeah. Don't be that person that just like is so like hard on themselves or tries to put it on someone else. Just laugh at yourself. It's okay. Everyone makes mistakes. Seriously. Laugh at yourself and learn from it exactly because if you can put yourself in that positive mindset and plus like i've noticed that like some bully texts in my shop when i laugh at what i've done wrong and i don't start like getting in my pouty corner if i can just laugh about it and then you know keep that positivity keep that good mindset and then laugh about it for a second and then it's like they're willing to come through and help you because they're like, haha, I've been there. You know, like if they're laughing at you, it's probably exactly. not because they're making fun of you. It's probably because they've been there themselves and they're like, ha, you know, like you're going through yeah. it now. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Oh my gosh. Yes. And, you know, it's counseling. That's a really good strategy because some of us have some deep seated issues that maybe you need to talk to somebody about maybe you need you know you need more than just going okay it's there and then trying to work on it yourself you know that takes some strength to be able to say i need help more than just me yeah it takes so much strength honestly mm -hmm. and it can be really helpful too mm -hmm. like more than and i feel like a lot of people cut off counseling because they think oh well i don't need to pay someone to listen to my problems but honestly it can feel kind of good mm -hmm. because you're not like unloading all of this crap onto your friend or your man or even your girlfriend you know like you are unloading all of the stress onto someone that that's their job to listen to you and maybe help guide you in a different direction and uh, it's something that you need to be able to use to your advantage because your friends sometimes don't understand what you're going through or don't know what to say. And then you kind of put some stress on them to try and like help you through something that they might not be equipped to help you through. Mm -hmm. That's so true. So true. Yeah. And it's good to also to have like a neutral party. To just come in, have the safe space that, you know, it's just between you and them. You don't have that stress of like, oh my God, are they going to tell everybody? It's no, like they clinically cannot. They're not allowed to. So, you know, whatever you're going through, it's a nice safe space. And like you said, they might not be equipped. You know, these are professionals that do have yeah. to help guide you. So, And sometimes like get a journal. <laughs> I know that that's sometimes like a little bit not what some people would want to do but it can feel really good to let all of it out on the paper and then it's just it's done you you let it out now you can go live your happy life and not 
deal with this like stress and things that are weighing you down because you have let it out it's there it's on paper and sometimes now you can look back on it and think wow I really thought the world was ending of like of last year you know and now look where I am mm-hmm. you just gotta keep pushing man and keeping that good mindset and finding those strategies to help you keep pushing through what you go through that's what makes you go back and you're like wow I made it through I am stronger I have improved like and it's such a good yes you did that mm-hmm. and I love <laughs> the working out oh my god like I that's one reason that I love the gym you know like I I have my own issues but when I was in middle school and high school like I don't like to be medicated and working out helps me to manage it and you get those natural endorphins plus you're doing something that's good for your body you're doing something that makes you physically stronger you're doing something that's giving you those endorphins you're taking that time away from the world and giving yourself however long you have in the gym where it's just you and the weights or it's you and the treadmill it's you and whatever you're doing in the gym and it's just you and them you know mm-hmm. and you can see that physical progression you can watch your strength build you can you know and it's it's not some it's not like it's a destructive way of managing with your stress it's a positive way you know or even if you're raging like i love to go to the gym and like just lift some really crazy heavy weights when i'm raging because then it's like i can just take out all my rage and just literally like throw something or you know do a really heavy deadlift and put all of that crazy energy into just raging and just trying to yank that freaking whatever you know Mm-hmm. Feels so good. <laughs> Endorphins are so much more powerful than anyone realizes. Mm-hmm. So good. Okay, next we have Jerry Reddy. He says, I handle my difficulties by walking away for a bit and clearing my head. I come back fresh to the job. Yes, yes. Just like the previous comment where she was talking about walking away and getting some spaghetti. Those are great strategies. Yes, it's really important. Mm-hmm. Then we have Pro Source Cole. He says, music is a big thing for me. I listen to NF a lot. Also trying to focus on my work to keep my mind busy. That is a good strategy because like I, you know, that's one reason why I love working in the back versus being a service advisor. Because if I do come into work and, you know, none of us are perfect. We're not always going to be able to keep that positive mindset. But, you know, for me, music does help. And so it's like when I come in and I'm having a bad day, I can kind of just keep to myself. It's so important to, like, that comment also said, like, just dive into your work. Oh, my mm-hmm. gosh. That's so important. And sometimes it's hard for some people to just, like, focus on one thing like that. But if you can do it because especially in dealerships there can be so much drama even just in the shop and when you're just focusing on your job and just cranking out hours doing your thing you will never even notice that like people are throwing wrenches and stuff (laughs) because you're doing your job and then at the end of the day, you know, your coworker might say, like, that was crazy. Can you believe, you know, like, Joe Schmo threw a wrench at Arnold's, you know? Like, <laughs> <laughs> and um, you would never know because you were making 12 hours or more that day and you were just 
doing your thing and not worrying about people in your shop and their bullcrap. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Keeping that good mindset of knowing, like, I don't need to deal with this. I don't have to deal with this right now. Yeah. I'm going to go work. <laughs> you're there to work. You're not really there to make friends. It's important to, like, like the people you work with. But that's not why you're there. You're there to work. Mm-hmm. <laughs> exactly. And that's one thing that I'm, you know, like, I, if I have nothing to do, I might go socialize around the shop a little bit while I'm waiting for work to come up. But for the most part, if I got shit to do... I'm going to be focused on the work that I have to do because, you know, you're there to make your bread, you're there to make your money, you're there to get shit done. You're not there to socialize and get in the drama. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. It's like tips to take from high school. You don't need to be all up in the drama. <laughs> yeah, save it for high school. We all were there. <laughs> yeah. Leave it in high school. <laughs> exactly. It's like some of us just cannot mature past that 18-year-old age and it's like, come on now. Yeah, just, you know, pity them because <laughs> you'll yes. be making more hours. You will be. Yeah, exactly. It's as they're running their mouths and whining because they couldn't get a half hour diag or whatever they're mad about. It's like, how much time did you just waste complaining and marinating in whatever's getting at you when you could have just thrown it away, not dealt with it, dealt with it, accepted it and moved past it. Instead, you decided to waste all of your time just marinating in it. Yeah, you know, like, how long did they spend arguing with their advisor for, like, a half-hour diag? They probably spent a half hour when they mm-hmm. could have been doing something else. So, just, right. yeah, don't be that person. Just do your thing. Don't worry about other people around you. Right. Exactly. And then our last comment is fighting with them as one hungry lion. Yes. So that's just another one saying, you know, use your aggression and that's totally fine. But at the same time, though, let's be real, especially coming from me. I'm an aggressive person, but, you know, you gotta be aware that if you're going to be unleashing all this aggression on people, it can potentially cause you to lose your job. So there are ways. And I love how my aunt put it, you know, because when I was younger, I could not control myself as well. And it was she's like, learn to be diplomatic. You don't have to lie, but diplomacy is like kind of learning how to say things in a way that people want to hear them while also saying what you want to say. You know, communicating yourself in a way that people will listen, but you know, you can still use that assertiveness. You can still speak your mind, but you do have to be aware that there are also consequences that can come of that. And you know, there's consequences with everything, so. Nothing wrong with being assertive, nothing wrong with being aggressive. You just, you know, be cognizant of what you're doing and why you're doing it. Yeah, you have to pick your battles, you know? Sometimes mm-hmm. things just aren't worth it. They're just no, not worth your time arguing about. It makes you feel kind of, like, angsty, I guess, in yourself when you argue for something that's just going to go nowhere. Some mm-hmm. people just want to argue. And it's yeah. literally going to go nowhere. So don't put yourself mm-hmm. through that. Exactly. Like some people can't differentiate between positive and negative attention. And sometimes they just want attention. So they'll do anything to just argue, get, try and get in under your skin, try and mess with you in any way possible. And sometimes you just have to be like, okay, this is going nowhere. I'm not going to benefit. No one's going to benefit from this other than maybe the person that's just trying to waste time. Yes. So, some people are just set in their ways. 
and there's mm-hmm. nothing you can do to change that just do you and don't worry about that mm-hmm. person exactly yeah just kind of like the guy that when I first started working at my first place he was very set in his ways and he literally told me that he's like you know I really don't care what you think I don't care if you think it's sexist this is me and I'm not going to change and he literally said that so I just you know I didn't even argue with him so I was just like yeah okay like and I just immediately started looking for another job oh it was gross like I did kind of with him on some of the things because he it was like every day it was a new conversation about stupid crap like that as I'm looking for a new job but you know it's some people just they don't care about your opinion they don't care about anything other than what they're there for and even if you were to argue or whatever it may be yeah and it just makes you feel crappy trying to like change someone someone's perspective on like especially you but it's just never going to happen. And sometimes it just gets mm-hmm. worse and worse and worse. Mm-hmm. Instead of going the direction you want. So, yeah. Just, yeah. Pick your battles. <laughs> That's so important. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. And, like, you know, there's some people in the shop, because I work in a really big shop, that we just don't we just don't vibe really well together. And so I just don't go out of my way. You know, I'm respectful to them when we got to talk job stuff. Because, you know, that is necessary to be kind to the people you work with because you're around them all the time. Mm-hmm. But, you know, if you don't vibe with somebody, if someone gets under your skin, you don't have to go out of your way. You don't have to do anything. You can kind of just let them stay in their lane and stay in your lane because there gonna, are going to be some people that you can't kill with kindness. There might be some people that you can't be aggressive and be assertive with. There's You just will never earn their respect any way you do it. So sometimes you kind of just have to let them be yeah. and not put energy into them. And don't take it personal because I used to do no. that all the time. Like, man, I'm so nice. I've been being so nice to this person and all they have to say is stupid petty stuff to me every time they see me and it's on them. It is literally mm-hmm. on them. Don't even allow yourself to think like, what am I doing wrong? Like, could I be even nicer? Like, no. Some people are just meanies. <laughs> mm-hmm. And some people just want to be mean and that's just who they are and don't let it get to you. Just keep doing you. Exactly. Don't let it affect you. Just walk away and keep focused on what you're there for, which is work, knowledge gaining, and improvement. Yes. Mhm. So I think this was an awesome podcast, girl. Thank you so much. Yeah, thanks for having me on my first one ever. Oh. <laughs> Thank you for listening to the podcast, everybody. Thank you for all of your input. I genuinely 100% value all of your input and everyone. So in the future, if you want to post, but you're not sure, any perspective is valid and everything is invited and welcomed. So keep your eyes open on my stories for future podcasts where I will be needing your help because Miss Manual, it's the community of all of us. It's not just me. It's not just her. It's not just the posts. It's not just the host. It's everybody. It's the followers, everyone. So this is a community for all of us. And don't forget about the Facebook group. And I just like to remind everyone that if anyone ever wants to hit me up about anything, hit me up. My door is figuratively open. And um, yeah, so thanks for listening. Yeah, thank you. Bye. Bye. Have a lovely day.